Here, just give it a few seconds. Okay, fire it. Just after Wednesday, 8. November 20th, just after 8 p.m. Yeah, 2019. We're still up. It's past our bedtime. Yeah. Oh, we have to be careful when we're setting things down. Yes. Anyway. We got this fairly precarious setup here with our things, and so if we drop things or clank things around, you'll hear it in a in no small fashion. Yeah. And there's probably post-processing things that we could do to lessen those bumps and clanks, but we could also be careful to try and avoid them uh, because we don't really know a lot of that stuff. We're still kind of new to figuring these things out. But we're not talking about technical things here. We're going to be talking about magic, kind of what we've been doing with that, and what else we've been doing in lieu of playing magic. Because we had been playing, for a while we were playing on like a nightly basis. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't against Especially each other... Especially when we were in Michigan? Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know what it is about the Midwest, but from what I gather, there's a lot of card shops and a lot of card playing in the Midwest. Mm. And I think it has to do with there not being... I mean, I guess there's a decent number of outdoorsy things that you can do, but for... I mean, the winters kind of shut you down. Yeah. And even even in the summer, it's, it's not really... There's not a whole lot of outdoorsy stuff to do. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that go, whoa, whoa, you don't know what you're talking about. But I'm talking about in comparison to the Pacific Northwest, where there's, I mean, if you want to go to a beach, you can go to the beach. If you want to go hiking, you can do that. There's year-round skiing at uh, Mount Hood, south of here, not that far from what I understand, or at least there was at one point in time. I don't know if there still is. Hmm. Uh, there's kite surfing down on Hood River which is a couple hours away. No, it's more than a couple hours away. Three, then. Three? Four? It's in Oregon. I know, on the Columbia. Hood River is on the Columbia? Mm hmm. Hmm. I think so. Yeah, I thought so. I, mean, I think Hood River feeds into the Columbia. Hmm. Yeah. Hood River's that Oregon side, the south side. Anyways, there's a lot to do outdoors-wise. Rock climbing and and mountain biking, and I imagine people in the Midwest could say, well, we've got a lot of that too. Okay, and fair enough, but they also have way more card shops and hobby shops out in the Midwest than, than we do here. Could be. I think. I Seems think like so. it. It seemed like when we were in the Detroit area, mm -hmm. there were quite a few yeah. compared to Seattle. R.A.W., um, Pandemonium is massive. You didn't go there, but it's huge. Oh, yeah, I drove by it, though. It's it like a strip mall. Yeah, <laughs> massive. Uh, time Traveler, of course. Yep. There is one in downtown, in downtown Royal Oak, but then it, it didn't really have much magic stuff. It was a com like comic book shop we had called one time. Oh, right, yeah. I don't remember what that one was name. called. Yeah, we never played there. But, yeah, point being is that we were playing a lot of magic, and we were pretty deep into magic and then 
I get. Well, I, I was trying to think how this happened. This but I, happened. Like, why did we this being our our drop off? I feel like it was rotation, or maybe even a little before rotation. Where I think it was right around rotation. Like toward the end of that season, I don't know what you call those still. I, I don't know what Rota that's called. Like, like right before rotation. <laughs> uh, it wasn't as, I guess, yeah, I don't know either. But Pre-rotation, the past rotation, I guess. The, b before Throne of Eldraine came out. Yeah, like you and I were playing different versions of the same decks, kind of. Like I was playing Bant, and I kept messing around with it. It had the same key cards like Nyssa and... Mm -hmm. You know, the mana dorks and all that sort of thing. And I would substitute mass manipulation for a finale of glory and just kind of mess around with it. Mm -hmm. And you were playing... Well, it started out with Azorius, like, Hero or something. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, not the same or thing. Or the Mitch Special. No, no, no. I meant I had a deck that was the same thing generally. And I stuck oh, with it right. and I tweaked it a bunch. Yeah, and you yeah. had a deck that was the same. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah, I tried a couple different minor things out, but it was... Azorius Control, Azorius Midrangey, never great. I guess I did switch to the Azorius Flyers thing, but I didn't enjoy how that played. It was way too aggro, just dump your hand out, and if you don't get a hand to dump out, then you just lose, and if you do get a hand to dump out, you win. Rally of Wings, and just... Mm. Playing on Arena and playing on paper is very different, so playing a bunch of those kind of games on Arena, you can get five to ten games in an hour playing that Azorius type deck but on paper the, the, at, at, at Mox it's that's your night <laughs> is that what you wanted to play tonight mm -hmm. oh well, not really yeah it's a big time investment yeah um, and I think after playing so many games you and I mm. against each other but then also other people at mm -hmm. tournaments and in different settings and then also when we got arena mm -hmm. we yeah. We've been able to kind of brain smash it yeah, in a way, yeah. and we've seen, or I've been able to see, especially, I remember when I, sorry, just to backtrack, I remember when I first started paying attention or being able to notice when somebody was turning the corner, mm -hmm. and I feel like since then, the magic of magic has kind of slowly dissipated. Yeah. It's like not as, it's not as fun, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, this is how this goes, Okay. Who's going to get the good draws? All right. You yeah. win then. Yeah. Yeah, we played a game last night. We have a couple of Pioneer decks built. I have a... It, there's an Azorius Tempo deck is what it's being called, which as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's exactly what I was trying to build in Standard. And it just wasn't possible, but it apparently is in Pioneer. So as soon as I saw that, I thought, sweet, I'm going to try and do something like that. And I have something like that built right now. It's not the exact same thing. It's got a couple different variations on it. Um, my version has some spicy things in there like Kefnet and Approach of the Second Sun. And my dream is to, at some point, be able to cast a copy of Approach of the Second Sun for two less. And then a turn or two later, depending on when it shows up, cast the actual copy. Because I have it in my hand and then win the game right there. Oh, okay. So you couldn't cast the copy and then put the real one into your hand and then cast that real one? I could. Right, I would but... just need to have a lot of mana to do that because oh, it costs okay. seven, so two less would be five, so I'd have to have 12. Yeah, and if any I, of you I could do that. who might be listening are confused, this dream 
demands that Kefnet is on the battlefield. Yes. Because Kefnet has his, his ability, his main ability, besides his god eternal ability, which is if he goes anywhere besides the battlefield, you can shuffle him three down from the top, so third from the top of your library. The, god, the pig has that, the other gods have that. But his ability, unique to Kefnet, god eternal Kefnet, is the first card that you draw, you may reveal the first card that you draw each turn. If you do, you may cast that spell, a copy of that spell for two less, two just regular mana less. And so, Approach of the Second Sun is six and a white, so it would cost four and a white, so five converted mana cost. I, I'm pretty sure that would work. I, I'm, I mean, I'd have to read Approach of the Second Sun again, but I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't work. I don't know, uh, but I'm kind of thinking that if you cast the copy with Kefnet, you don't bury the original. Yeah, that's what I'm not I don't sure think about. You can. Because the copy gets cast, the original goes into my hand, mm -hmm. and then the copy there's no there's no physical card to go seven down, and I don't think that rule would then jump to the physical copy. It might. I'm not sure. I'd have to read it. Kind of don't think so. Yeah there's not a card but. to put down but anyways so that's the the deck i'm playing and we were playing a game this deck the azorius temple dell's dell's version of it i don't have gideon the gideon that's on the list i have the the three drop gideon which is similar but not the, the other the four drop gideon prevents damage and so he's pretty good for that uh tempo we'll put the deck list in the description sure uh on youtube anyway and you were playing... The Bant deck. Do you have anything that was beyond standard? Because mm, these are Pioneer decks. I put Panharmonicon in there. Okay. That was a little bit of spice. And, and I have Rishgar. And, and Virtuous Gerbulk. Yeah. And Walking Ballista. Right. Um, so... It's ramping into uh, a big Walking Ballista can get disgusting. Yeah. yeah, so it's not really that far out of standard. But I have, you know, Shalai and Lyra and my old standbys yeah she's not um, dipping into theros or cons or anything not I don't yet think. I, I i just haven't looked through yeah. those and i wanted to see how it fared against yeah. yours so there's a a tournament a pioneer tournament coming up at card kingdom box boarding house up on the 30th mm -hmm. i think and so we've That's, got these decks yeah. and we're not going to win per se we're going i mean yes the goal is to win when we play we're not going there to just i'm i, ho I hope to lose i'm going to concede each round no we are aiming to do well, but we're not putting together meta decks and trying to do... I mean, mine is meta-ishy, and yours... I don't I don't know. I barely looked at the meta. I just... When, as soon as I saw the Ozoris, I was like, oh, that's what I'm paying attention to. Um, but to bring this around back to where... And the reason I mentioned this is we played that game... Lobster. Huh? Lobster. Lobster. Oh, my... I'm slouching. <laughs> uh... We we kind of got to the point where we realized once you see the correct lines of play, and you there there might be corner cases where there's a couple that are I'm not sure quite which is the right one, but there's I would say more often than not there is a a very right one and then maybe some potentially okay ones. Ones being plays. Yeah, yeah. the plays, and once you see the the generally correct line of play mm -hmm. and you know 
when to do that and what cards you need. It's kind of like you said, magic sort of loses a bit of its magic. There is variance, yeah. and so... And that came up last night. We yeah. were playing a deck, or a, a game, yeah. <laughs> against each other. And I thought that you had the game. It definitely looked exactly like I did. I had an Elspeth was. out yeah, there, and she was just pumping one-ones. one-ones out over and over and over. Yeah, and I don't remember... I I know I had a Nissa on the board, mm-hmm. and I was able to get Walking Ballista out finally and shoot you for one. That's all I needed to do. Yeah. Because I got you down to one health. You would got me down to one. But you... I don't know. You had... Did you cast a Crass? No, I, I cast a Crass. Yeah, I dealt with that. I, I had used Elspeth's negative to get rid of, and she didn't... You At one point, I was at higher health, but you didn't attack me because she thought, oh, he's not going to use Elspeth's negative. He's just going to keep on plussing because he's going to want to ult. And yeah, I'm going to, but until there's something on the battlefield that could kill me, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do the thing that saves me. You had wanted to hold off on playing your Agent of Treachery until I built up my Elspeth more. Yeah. So you were saying that well, you no, get... Well, I, no, I had Agent of Treachery, and I cast it, and I stole your Kefnet. Right. And then I and blew, then I was going to spark double my agent. Right, and yeah, steal to steal your the Elspeth. Elspeth. But you were hanging off on that to for her to build up. Yeah. I was so determined. Yeah, you had said, and this has been a, a an issue many times. And it happens in real life too. Surprise, surprise. Just get stuck on something like this is what's going to happen, and just keep on going for it, keep on going for it, and not adjust accordingly yes. when new information shows up. And they're like, nope, it's still the same. We're still going for that. Still going for that. Yeah, but now there's a big roadblock in the way, and now it has turrets on it, and now it's shooting at you. Still going for it. Still going for it. It's not a smart way to live your life, folks. Don't do it. So, anyways, <laughs> Throne of Eldraine comes out. And Oko's in it, some other cards, but and mostly Oko. A bunch of Oko, other cards fall out. <laughs> a bunch of other cards fall out. I guess that's the important thing. And... Nothing, like, even the the set itself, no cards really stood out to me. I know... Flavor-wise, it was really cool. Okay, yeah. But the way the game played mechanically, it mm-hmm. just... Especially drafting a bunch on Arena. messy and clunky. Yeah. I feel like there was, like, definite combos that people would play. Which yeah. I guess happens in every draft season, but I felt like it was especially prominent in this one. It was, like, either food, uh, mill... Cat oven? Cat oven combo. Those, That's I mean, about it. Those are at the top. Yeah, there. I mean, there's supposedly other archetypes in there with, oh, enchantments and artifacts with things like shine changes... Chi- Shine Chaser, but I never saw that be a thing in draft. It's not like we played tons of draft to see all the things, but played a fair bit on it's, arena. It's cat combo. I mean, people just are running that cat combo into the freaking ground, which mm-hmm. it's it's fine. You know, oh, you get that and Conrad and uh, Lady Araya or whatever her name is the, yeah. the triple black the when black things come in. So it's it's, it's cat combo stuff. Whatever food things you can do with Goose and Wicked Wolf. Um, make a giant with the, whatever, the, the three beans or something. Golgari Adventures. Uh, or the Adventure, I guess, Lucky Clover and the Innkeeper. That's another one. But of those three or four... There's not, a much, not much creativity. No. So that's kind of how it feels right now, just in general. 
yeah, it was just so many things fell out, and maybe Theros will invigorate it a little bit more. I don't know. I don't really care to know either. I'll probably pay attention a little bit and see what's going on, but none of the decks in the meta right now appeal to me at all on any level. I haven't even looked. Yeah. You did a little bit, though, after rotation. And it was just oh, sort of yeah, like, but it was mm -hmm. all Oko. Yeah. Yeah, it was just Simic, some Sultai or Simic food was, it was all it was. And we just didn't care to play either of those things. wasn't interesting. Uh, so we didn't, and we stepped away from Magic for a bit. We just said, we're not deal dealing with this. It's, just, it's, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. So we'll stick to Arena for our Magic fix. And we've... We were playing Commander for a little bit. Yeah, we, we were d dabbling around in that, and it was... It's fun. It, it's fun. It's fine. But then we, we uh, checked out Warhammer, and the thing... I think I mentioned this in a, in a podcast, but the thing that sold me on Warhammer and really made me interested in it is the narrative aspect of it and and the the lore of the game. I did just on a on a whim today. I looked at a Wikipedia page, a, a fandom wiki gamepedia article of Jace and Urza. I was just trying to find some characters that would have a lot of information. I looked up Dominaria the plane as well. I was like, what what would there be a lot of? And Urza, I think I I went to the top page and then hit page down and counted how many pages one two three four and including all the way to the, from the top to the very bottom, including whatever ads and junk was on the bottom. I think Urza was six on the computer that I did, and Jace was seven. Dominaria, the plane of Dominaria, I think was also it was either five or six. Did you look up Lorowin or anything? No, I didn't. Oh. I, I didn't know if that would have more. Oh. It'd probably be about the same, I'd guess. But Jace is a plane, so I, I, I'm not sure what else would have more than that, what the longest article is. And I was... Maybe. Yeah, that might have more. That that very well could. Um, I'm not going to bother looking it up right now. But the reason I, that I even thought to look this up is because I'm working my way through one article of Warhammer's lore, and that article is on the Sisters of Battle. That page is 45 pages long. <laughs> and that's one aspect of Warhammer's lore. Mm -hmm. The lore of Warhammer is... I don't... Aside from comic books, I can't think of any other franchise that has as wide and deep of lore. Mm -hmm. Star Wars doesn't. It's all really? basically Even the same thing. all of, like the canon novels? There's no canon novels. At there least aren't. there weren't. They made, when Disney got the rights, they said none of it's canon. So the movies are canon. The nine movies, including the one that's about to come out, or and Solo and Rogue One. I think the game that just came out is canon. I would hope so. Mandalorian is canon. Uh, but I don't know that there's much beyond that. Hmm. I don't think any of the, the games before this new one is, or are, so there's not a whole lot, and there's not, I don't know, it just doesn't see, like, Star Wars is just kind of like they reuse the same thing again and again and again and again, they don't really have deep mm. characters, it's just Han Solo's a smuggler, whatever, I like Star Wars, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, and I'm, we've got tickets to see the, the next movie on the 20th, and we're going to be seeing it right in the morning, <laughs> no, like 8 in the morning, Yeah. 
I don't know if it's IMAX. Okay, I think I got IMAX. I'm not Pretty sure. sure I did, but I don't think I got 3D because I'm not a big fan. But even in the Mandalorian episodes that we've watched, the two that are out, mm -hmm. uh, there was the older mentor who was kind of taking this Mandalorian under his wing so that he could help him. Oh, the guy that's the I, bad thing that's I have on his spoken. Planet. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, they just it just it, it, it kind of repeats the same, the same again and again, and the bad guys are clearly bad guys. They're not very nuanced. Whereas in Warhammer. The bad guys, I've, I've read, I, I read one book of the Horus Heresy, and I've listened to the first one, so I'm two books, I've read, read one and two of the Horus Heresy, I'm starting the third one, I'm reading a Gaunt's Ghost books, which is, takes place 10,000 years after the Horus Heresy, and the bad guys, you can really sympathize and see their side of things, like, it's it's not oh the bad guys are good and or the good guys are good and the bad guys are bad and it's mm -hmm. just they're, they're murderers and bad they have really good reasons for doing the things that they're doing you're just like geez i i totally get these chaos guys i mean they really make a lot of sense in the way they're, they're like they are trying to do things that what the emperor told them yeah and i heard somebody say that about all of the different races in mm, warhammer mm -hmm. is that there's no real like pick for the extreme ends no like the tau might be the greatest good good yeah they're maybe the i mean they, they're trying to work toward for the greater good and yeah. then like the necrons or uh i think the tyranids would be the most you think evil so? all think they want to do is wipe out everything. i was reading an article about the harlequins today and there were three things that were at the very bottom it was the necrons the tyranids and then there was one more and i can't remember which one it was Drakari? No, not the Drukhari, actually. What it, What was what it, about them? Um, they were the worst of the worst. Maybe it was just chaos in general. Hmm. Um, the nemesi of the Harlequins. Oh, probably chaos. That would make sense. Well, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot, even within the individual races. Mm-hmm. Um... There are different factions yeah. that believe different things and yep. behave certain ways because of that. It's very intricate. I yeah. like it. It I just like goes and goes and goes. Oh, yeah, there's reasons for tons of things. It's been a big influence on my path of trying to discover what I'm going to play. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, a simple story that I can tell that made me go, okay, I definitely want to check this out. I'd been hearing about Warhammer from a co-worker... He played back in the day, then recently he's gotten back into it, and I've known of Warhammer for years. I played a game, 40,000 Space Marine, back in 2011 when it came out, which was eight years ago. So I've known about Warhammer, and I've known that the lore is really deep, but I think back then I was just sort of overwhelmed, because I remember looking at some Wikipedia articles, I, I just don't even know where to freaking begin here, it's just so much. But once you go and you pick an article, yeah. then you can find, okay, well I like this about this, I don't like this about this, and this race that I read about seems interesting, so I'll go and check them out. Yeah, and you can go to a store and look at the models and be like, okay, well I definitely don't like these, and the orcs, and whatever, or, whoa, these guys really look neat, and what what's this all about? And there's so much to the game, like, people are, some people are just exclusively into painting the miniatures, yeah. and some people are really into the lore, and other and people really are really into gameplay, yeah. and um, so there's a 
huge community that's actually really supportive too. They're really nice. Like everybody, and that isn't to say that magic people aren't nice. They yeah, are, they but are. it's it's different. Warhammer ha has felt more the small interactions that we've had more close knit and more of a like they want you to play. Whereas magic people just seem a little more standoffish. It's kind of Oh, you want to join like our cool club? Oh, okay. Well, we'll show you some stuff, I guess. That's not... I'm exaggerating a little bit, but... I feel like in Magic, people try to prove how much they know. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And in Warhammer, it feels... Like, Warhammer kind of feels more like Commander, if you want to compare it to Magic, because I feel like everyone that's playing a particular game, or Kill Team, rather, mm -hmm. um is trying to figure out the puzzle of how is this going to end the way that it should. Yeah, there's two things that I think lead to what you just mentioned and what we were just talking about, the community acts about. I think one is there's perfect information in every game, damn near, of Warhammer. There might be some things that things can pop up. I don't know. There might be stealth units that I, I'm not sure. But by and large, it's a game of perfect information like chess. So the pieces that you see, the, the movement, it's all right there. And you can see, okay, those guys are moving around the hill. Jeez, what do I want to do? Do I want to set up some things over here and, and get them ready to shoot over there? Or do I want to try and run around this other way and just avoid them? Oh, man. And then you're thinking, okay, can I move over there? I can't quite make it to that outcropping. But if I use this other move that I could, but it might not work and I might get stuck out in the open. Ah, oh, jeez, what do I do here? Whereas in Magic, it's all hidden. All other, only the stuff that's on the table is, is known, and even sometimes that's hidden because mm -hmm. of various things, but your hand's hidden, even your information is hidden. You don't know what the next card you're going to draw is. Yeah, and that's one of the most frustrating aspects of magic, I think, for me. If you have a deck against another deck, and they're both about the same level in a meta, say, like mm -hmm. this power level, mm -hmm. the outcome of the game depends on variance. Yeah. I mean, there is skill involved, but some of those mythic championship games, it was just who got the better draws. And mm -hmm. like, oh, he or got the right card. Who got Oko? Oh, you yeah. got Oko. You win. You got turn three Oko, and a turn whatever, Nissa, you win. Mm -hmm. Or turn, turn uh, not three, turn two uh, Oko, turn three Nissa, whatever, however it goes. Way sooner than you're actually supposed to normally be able to get those things. And then the second thing, after the perfect information, is... Warhammer is an inherently vulnerable game. And what I mean by that is most people paint their miniatures. There are some people that have them painted for them, but I think most people do it themselves because it's cheaper and it's actually pretty enjoyable to do and you, you have a connection and then you have a reason mm -hmm. for doing these various things. P putting a pause on that vulnerable note, that, that I mentioned earlier, is what got me into it, and I didn't say what that was. That, the little story is, a guy at Card Kingdom, Mox Boarding House, was telling us about one of his guys and how he had painted the the leg of the guy, which was a blade. I guess he has like a, a knife peg leg. He had painted it red after that character, that unit had stomped something to death, like jump-stabbed it, pogo-legged it to, de to death. I don't really remember, but then he painted it red, and people will do little hash marks on on the on a on a unit's gun for how yeah. many kills he's gotten well, and you can do that between cool. games he's like little check hash yeah. check ch 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 like oh he's got 10 on there a little little marks or something well you're like
things don't just start back at zero always when you're going to play another game of Kill Team. They don't have to. Your, yeah, your units can level up. Yeah, if you play that, yeah. Which you can, is neat. And so you, you, you have an attachment to these things, and you remember painting them that way and, and why they have that color. And it's because I ran out of this other one, but mm -hmm. or you could make a little story about it. And so that whole narrative aspect really appealed to me. So back to the vulnerable thing, every time you paint a miniature... It's and you come to the store. It's on display. Mm -hmm. Here's this thing that you did, and then mm -hmm. people are usually very nice about that. It's oh well, have you thought about you know trying this? And you people ask for feedback like, well, how did how do you get that on that effect on there? It's like oh, I use this shade, and then I dry brush this thing, and oh, oh well, it looks so cool. And that that information sharing is ties back to that community aspect. Whereas in Magic, it's like oh, where'd you get that deck? Oh, you got it off of line. That's Simic food. Like that's not. Interesting. I don't know. It's there's just... some creativity in magic. Like, yes, there, there is. There are some Etsy businesses that make little life counters out of wood or right. various things like that. But those are... Not as common. They're not as like common, and it's not things. an inherent part of the yeah, game. That makes sense. Whereas building the miniatures, I mean, you don't get miniatures ready to go unless you buy them. Yeah, I way. had no idea that you had to assemble them and like tilt Glue their heads and, yeah. and like position their arms. That's so, so cool. I'm gonna grab one of my guys here. Um, I'll slip by over here. Um, <laughs> that was slick. That was really slick. Your guys are in that box over there. Oh, this one? Yeah. Will you bring me zero? He's right there. Here? No, mm -hmm. it's on the paper right next to you. Okay. Yeah. We're going to show off our minis. It's funny, zero has really become an, uh, something I'm attached to. He's my leader. Okay, here's your He's guy. the first one that I painted. And he is gold. I don't know if you can see that. I don't want the camera to get all... Put it, get, it, get in, in there. So he... Gold. And they've all got green pants. It's not your typical towel setup because I'm not too attached to the towel. So I just wanted to mess around with it and test effects. It's all blurry. Um, and the rest of my guys are silver with gold accents. He's gold with silver accents. And they don't come like this. It's all a no. bunch of individual pieces. And so the yeah, head like and the, the backpack... the legs are separate. You, you glue them to this. Yeah, you use this plastic glue that melts the, the plastic to itself. It kind of welds it together. Yeah, and even his left arm, the one that's holding the gun, that's not attached to the, the gun at all. I set the gun inside of his hand. So it's like a, his hand is kind of cupped, and yeah. then you set it into that. Yeah, and I didn't glue it. It's just there. So I, I grabbed a couple of guys. This is the very first guy that I did, and I just we were at the Mox Boarding House paint jam, and so I just grabbed some paints and started going at it. I had no idea. But I'd, I'd seen a couple videos on painting, and so I just tried to apply some of that stuff. So this is the very first guy that I did. Oh, come on, zoom. Here, maybe you hide behind. It would try to focus on something. Dang it. Oh, there, there. it is. Nice. So like the head tilt there that he's got kind of leaning into looking at his gun, 
that head is all separate. It's this tiny little bead that's about the size of a pea. And so I had to set that and get it just right to how I wanted. And it, his head too. He's looking down the barrel of his gun. <laughs> Here's another one, same thing. No, doesn't want to agree here. There we go. It's kind of looking at you there. But I didn't have to set it that way. I mean, I, I, if I wanted, I could have had him looking the complete opposite way. So he's doing this kind of thing, like <laughs> shooting over back behind him. The, the angle of his arm, how it's held back like this. I got to put that up. He could have been raised, having it raised up. So these little, these little flaps back here for the grab shoot, I put them all at that angle. It's, it's how this, that's why this guy is different. You can see there, I painted all in there, made them look a little bit. And you can even put like little pockets and ammo packs and things like that on their belt because they don't come with anything on their belts. Yeah, it's all, it's all up to you how you want to do it. Even the shoulder pad, I had to glue that on. And they're all different options, so you usually have extra pieces that you can practice on, too. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff, the guns, they, they matter in the game. So mm -hmm. this guy, with his pistol, that has specific characteristics in the game. So does this knife, and that knife gives him an, an extra an extra attack, which means he can he can physically attack an extra time because of that. He's, he's more good for in close combat. And so there's a term, uh, WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get. So my guys are WYSIWYG. I have come up with being able to make them that way. That way, if somebody sees them on the table, they don't have to ask, oh, what is that gun? Oh, it's a bolt pistol. That's a combat knife, and they, and they just know that. Whereas... I started building mine without knowing anything about what I was doing. I did as well. I was like, well. this looks neat, this looks neat. All right, I'll put these together. Well, and I did then the I exact realized, same thing. Oh, okay, well, these things actually matter, and they, they count toward your points. So I'm trying to make my WYSIWYG, but they're not right now. And we'd had no idea about that, but we will in the future, and we'll build our things the way that we actually want them, and do a little bit of research, and figure things out. And there's even tiny magnets that people hmm. will sometimes put in their things. Maybe they, uh, cut out an arm, and then put a tiny magnet in there so that you could drill a little space so you can put the magnet in there and say, oh, I don't want this gun, I'm going to actually use this gun. So there's all sorts of little things you can do there. Um, there's thousands of chapters of marines each one has a thousand space marines in it and so there's a chapter that is dedicated to fighting chaos demons and another one that's dedicated to protecting we all pilgrims out on far distant planets you can you can either go with the ones that they already have gray knights black templars blood ravens raven's guard blood, or blood angels on and on and on ultramarines or you can come up with your own there's tons of ones that people just, I'm going to have these guys. We were at a um, that paint jam that I mentioned when the when I painted this first guy. And there was some guy that was painting his Seahawks colors. I don't really remember exactly why, but that's what he was doing. And hey, there you go. I saw a post just here recently on the, uh, the Warhammer 40K Reddit. And somebody was doing theirs in the style of Buzz Lightyear. They made one. And so he's got the white and the green. And so it was just kind of silly, but that, that's another aspect of Warhammer that I like is it's serious, but at the same time, a lot of people don't take it all that seriously. Yeah, it it's, seems a little self-aware. It's definitely, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. It's definitely self-aware. So 
we've been playing this. We we were trying to figure out how to play, and then we went to the demo night and got a, a instruction because a lot of the videos that we were watching weren't all that clear. They were, uh, and we're still yeah, that's not a hundred percent on yeah. on certain things. Yeah, but we definitely understand it way better than we did a month ago. I mean, mm -hmm. We couldn't have done anything a month ago, and now we can sit down and play a game and have a pretty good understanding of how things work. And we have played a few games at our kitchen table. Yeah. So, I don't know that we're done with magic, but... <laughs> that came up this week. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't saying that I, w I never wanted to play magic again. I was just saying, I don't know when... Like, like, the desire to go to Friday Night Magic hasn't come oh, yeah. up at all. I just okay. don't care to go to an F and M. Um, whereas before, like when we were in Michigan, it was it was look. I looked forward to that, and I mm -hmm. looked forward to Thursday and Saturday, and we'd go, oh, play standard each of those nights, and man, it was it was fun. I'm gonna try this deck out, and we'd practice against each other. But now it's just, I don't care at all. Uh, I feel like we got it. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that's and something about that is that with Warhammer you can pick a thing that you really like and it might be terrible but there's a chance maybe a really low one but there's always a chance that that group that you've picked could beat something that is better in the meta you'd have to roll phenomenally well on all of your die rolls and your opponent would have to pretty much be screwed on all of theirs in certain situations, but it could happen. And sometimes people have crazy stories about one dude that was able to just survive and just didn't couldn't get hit. Last night, a pretty crazy thing happened where I was shooting uh, from a real far way away. It was pretty much max distance that my pistol could shoot. And he hit... And then he wounded and almost got your guy out. I know. And so from this like this long distance stats pistol are shot. Ridiculous. <laughs> Space Marines are, are pretty pretty damn strong. But she has I have five guys when we play and you have twelve or something. I have ten. Ten? Yeah. Or so nine. it's twice as many dudes out on the battlefield. Yeah. And I've learned how to maneuver them, I think. Yeah. I gotta keep them together. Yeah, they gotta work in a group. And I really prefer going second. So when priority or initiative is being rolled for, mm -hmm. I always hope for the lower number. Because <laughs> you can't choose, which is one thing I don't like about it. Yeah, it just, because the reason she would want to go second is because then she can see where I'm moving and then react accordingly, which is what I would always do whenever I got initiative, is she would move over here. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going there. <laughs> you can stay there. Yeah. I'm going to go that there way. There was one game where I set all my guys up to shoot some of yours that were, like, right in this one spot, and yeah. you just moved them around this terrain, eh. and I couldn't see any of them, like, and well, all of them were useless in combat. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, so last night we played a game and she was all set up all in different areas and pretty much had overwatch on anything that I wanted to go after. So it ended up being a tie, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun because there's the story aspect. And I, I even tried to tell stories when playing Magic one time on Arena. It's like, okay, and the mountains come out and then there's a bear and then it just it didn't work. It just it fell apart within five minutes. I'm like, this is dumb. What but, am I doing? But you have little figurines that you're moving around on a terrain that you may have built. Yeah. So. Yeah, even our terrain, we put that together. I mean, the story, it just is given to you. Yeah, just kind of, 
I'd say that Warhammer is like D and it's more like D and D than Magic is for sure. I mean, you could do oh, yeah. a D and D type thing with your miniatures. I mean, very easily come up with a thing and come up with scenarios and be moving through some some hmm. dungeon or whatever. I I think it'd be a lot more fun with more people for sure, but. Um, yeah, the narrative aspect is the thing that I really like. The, the story is is hugely important to me, and Wizards of the Coast doesn't seem to care about their story at all. Mm. They seem to go out of their way to find writers that struggle with vocabulary, is maybe the nicest way to say that. The new book got completely railed on. Of course it did. Because it did a lot of things story-wise that didn't make sense at all. And not only did it do things story-wise that didn't make sense and completely undid things about characters, like the whole Chandra, Chandra thing, which just blows my mind that they would do that with a character. Just undo it. Okay, this isn't about that. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> On top of it, doing the story things, it was just written poorly. Whereas Warhammer, with as many books as they have, they're written well. I mean, they're not bad yeah, even, at all. Even novellas. I There was a snippet of a Harlequin story that I started to read, and I was immediately drawn in. And it was just like the intro chapter. Yeah, they're, they're really good. I could picture everything. Anyway. So. It's good. Uh, yeah. Story's very important to me, and that Warhammer has gobs and gobs and gobs of it is... Very, very cool. Humble Bundle just had a... Might still be up, actually. Maybe not once you re-watch this. Probably not once you watch this. The chances of it still being up when you watch this are very, very low. Why? When is this going to be posted? Because the chances that somebody watches this mm. down the road mm. after we've put this up, and I think there might be just days left as it is, as it stands as our, at a, at, of our recording. But anyways, mm. there was 18 books, audiobooks, which normally would have cost... 600 plus dollars and I paid the 18 to get all of them because absolutely and put that money most of it towards Child's Play which is a charity I'm all for. Got a whole bunch of content probably that you listen to while you're at work. 100 hours yeah while I'm in back sorting sorting freight so I can listen to stories Warhammer while I'm at work which is I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. We're enjoying it. And painting and building, which I wasn't interested in doing at all when I first thought of getting into Warhammer, has turned into something that I really enjoy doing. It's it's very fun. You just kind of sit there. There's people that talk about the lore on YouTube videos. There's Luton09 and a bunch of other ones. Yeah. And they'll just... Some of them, I think, are just kind of reading Wikipedia articles and then putting, inserting some of their own stuff. But the Luton09 guy, he's I definitely really not. I like him. Yeah, he's... I like the way that he speaks. His cadence is probably my favorite of those I've found. Yeah, that's probably why he has close to closing in on half a million subscribers, 330,000. It's really high quality. And he is kind of, he's really good about being in the gray area when he explains how things are. Like, he's really... He's pretty good about being objective, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he just kind of tells you how, what the thing, the thing, the facts of the story are, as opposed to 
spicing it with his bias. Yeah. Like, and these guys are bad guys, and you shouldn't like them. It's, it's just there's here's none of that. no, there's none of that at all. And so we'll put on videos of his, and some of them are upwards of an hour or an hour and a half as we're sitting there painting or making models. It's a good time. It's nice. Yeah. It's really nice. You learn about the game and the world as you're working on it. So the the plus side of magic is the portability and how widespread it is. You got a hair here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I got varied. Um but the downside of magic is it doesn't even matter. I don't even want to get into it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't get into it. You've talked about it enough. Right. The <laughs> upside of Matt of Warhammer is the story, the customability of it, customize customizability, custom customability, customization ability, Cus customization ability. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's clunky. That is very clunky. Uh, the story aspect of it. That that's the huge that's the biggest thing for me is the story side. I really like the the play aspect. It's a lot of fun for sure. Cuz I I like the tactical mind. How you have to figure out what the best move is and how you can get an advantage on your opponent and I don't know, trying to figure out and like getting out your ruler, figuring mm -hmm. out how far you are away or how far you would be away. I like it. A lot. The the one downside that I have to the gameplay is how much time it takes. I was thinking that maybe there's a there would be a way to speed that up somehow. Yeah, you suggested that we get rid of saves. Yeah. So we might try that. Just... I think you make it so your space marines don't get a save on three or a wound on three or a hit on three. It's like you get anything but a one or a two and your space marines are I mean, fine the entire game. But I have so few of them. I, that's true. I just make them all... I mean, that's a big deal if you make it a sixth of a die worse for their hits and stuff. I, mean, I know. That's, that's, Mine are all terrible. Yeah, but if you go four dudes shooting at once, you're effectively rolling four or die to my one or two. Okay. It's true. You're just like, all five of these guys are going to shoot that one, so there's yeah. one for this guy, and then this it guy, and then this guy, and then this guy, and this guy, and this guy. I didn't reconfigure my strategy. Yeah, I, I suggested mob tactics. Yeah, it was all you. I'm not trying to take credit here. I'm just... I'm just saying that you were having a hard time, and I said, maybe yeah, you said maybe try mobbing. all of them together. Yeah, try, so try mobbing. I put them in groups and moved them. Yeah, little squads. Seems to be a good idea. I'd like to try and make a... I think they call them battle report videos to kind of show a game, but I don't know exactly how to do that well because mm -hmm. the only portable camera that we have is a phone. Mm -hmm. And the and it might be higher resolution than the webcam. I'm not worried about the video; it's the sound. Oh. And I've thought, could well, we, we could use this somehow? And then sync them up. Seems like a real. Pain I mean, we're in the doing it now. But 
yeah, but you're not worried about battery power, and I would be on a, on a phone, and if we were, were mm. just continually recording the whole True. time, and if we we're not continually recording the whole time, then that's a lot of segments that we're trying to splice together. It just seems like a... Mm. I don't know. We'll see. Good point. I guess we could bring this thing over there, but that thing, this camera, this C920, whatever it is, does not do so good on zooming in as you as we found out. Like, if you're trying to get up on that guy, no, it's just, I don't even know what it zoomed on. My, my face? Your face. <laughs> there, there it, it is. Goes. Look at that shiny blade. Yeah. Um, whatever. Do you have red eyes? Uh, yeah. Nice. Part of his mask. Mm. Yeah. So, Warhammer's fun. The story is big and we enjoy it. And Magic's story is... It is what it is. Whatever that is. And... Someday Dell will stop comparing the two. Maybe. I'm not... And complaining about magic. <laughs> yeah. Mag magic, I'm glad that we played magic, and I'm glad that it got us to where we're at. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, there's I'm a lot of lot that. of beneficial things that have come from playing magic mm -hmm. and our time with it. But I feel like we've evolved beyond it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you suggested we sell our cards the other day. I did, yeah. We have like 20,000 of them. And I was doing the math at 25 cents a piece. That's $5,000. We would not get 25 cents a piece. We would get like a tenth of a cent mm -hmm. if we did a bulk thing. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> that wouldn't be the way to do it. We would sell some of the cards that we have individually and yeah. And then bulk sell on Craigslist the rest. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. We, we, another thing about magic cards is they don't really seem to go down in value a whole lot, so hanging on to them, aside from the space, isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's not like they're... Some of the... I mean, they fluctuate. You never know what, what cards are going to be worth. I mean, who knew that a Black Lotus that was once worth $300 would be worth $80,000? I mean, I nobody... Don't. All the people that knew that held on to them. I still <laughs> thought it was worth $10,000, so cool. Some of them. Depends on which ones. Mm -hmm. Alright. I don't know. We're, we're kind of not saying much of anything. We're just kind of muttering here. Yeah. So, Warhammer's fun. If you haven't tried it, check it out. It's not a thing that you can just jump into. But, that... well, you can... Well, what do you mean by that? Like, with Magic, you could go to a store, they can give you a couple freebie decks, and mm. then somebody can show you a demo in a few minutes, and you can get the basics of it. That's not really the case with Warhammer. It's, it's more of an house, investment. They, they have Kill Team Knights, where you can take models it's, that are owned by the store and use terrain owned by the store and that's true. everything and play a game. That's true. But it, it you need more space. Mm. There's, uh, it's more of a time investment, mm -hmm. for sure. A game of Magic could last ten minutes. A game of Kill Team is not going to last ten minutes. Ever. Ever. Uh, I mean, one round might be ten minutes if it went really fast, and all you did was most, like the initial ones, you're just moving. But a game is probably going to be about 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on 
how things go. Uh, so yeah, it's it's more of an investment, but it's, it's enjoyable. It's worth it for some. I also another benefit of it for us is is playing against each other feels more fun than magic because in magic, I mentioned this to you the other day. It's just I'm trying to beat you, mm -hmm. and you're trying to beat me, and doing that with somebody that you care a lot about, it's not a whole lot of fun. It, it, it's like, hey, you want to arm wrestle again? Ha! <laughs> Beach! Yeah, what now? Oh, oh, Kill team, oh. you're beating each other. Or you're not. You are, but it's, I think the perfect information that you have about it, it's, it's just different. Mm -hmm. it, it's like a puzzle. And it's more, you're, you're kind of a, a, a step removed because it's not me that you're beating, it's your guys are beating my guys. Mm -hmm. And so... I mean, even when we roll and I get a, a, a hit on a long-distance shot like that pistol one, it's kind of like, oh, man, he made it. Or when some of you times your guys have saved some of the shots and they've kind of shrugged it off, I'm like, oh, well, nice. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm a little bit bummed, but it's not... I think it's that step removed. It's not, oh, you just wiped my board. Okay, well, great. Or you played Anissa and, and you're just smashing me now and you just played a Hydrid Crassus for, for eight and drew four cards and... Okay. Hooray for you. Oh, Oko now, huh? Great. It's different. I, I agree. I think the step removed is helpful. Yeah. Uh, it, I, don't, I don't know how to what to compare it to, but it just feels more... light-hearted or something it, that's then, weird than something you're not comparing the, it to the magic oh okay the mm -hmm. the games they're they're i don't know i don't know how to describe it they're, they're they're more enjoyable as far as i'm concerned right now yes yeah. and i don't that, that could very easily change i have no idea all right i don't know what else to say i'm done talking wow okay I mean, on this for now. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> Not done, period. Um, yeah. So we'll do another update later mm -hmm. when it makes sense to. Yeah, we've wanted to do a video podcast like this for a while, but it isn't until we decided to try recording on a computer as opposed to piece by piece on a phone or a, a camera, which is what we've done in the past. So we've got one computer recording the video and another one recording the audio and then we're going to mush it together and hope it turns out. Yeah, we will see. Yeah, all right. Uh, thanks for watching. See ya. Bye. Or listening. Watching or listening. Or that. Yeah. Whichever. <laughs>